0: 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 commencing with verse 12 concluding with verse 22 Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice When I shut up heaven And there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send a pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place for now i have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually as for you If you walk before me as your father David walked and do according to all that I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom as I coveted with David your father, saying you should not fail to have a man as ruler in Israel. But if you turn away... And forsake my statues and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them. Then I will uproot them from my land, which I have given them, and this house which I have sanctified for my name. I will cast out of my sight and will make it a proverb and a byword among all People's, And as for this house, which is exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will answer, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and embraced other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this calamity on them. Our key verse again is 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. For a few minutes this morning, I just want to preach from the subject, Make America Godly Again. Make America Godly Again. Take your seats and pray along with me. Our Father and our God, in the immaculate name of your Son, Christ Jesus. First of all, Father God, I just have to say thank you, Lord, for you've been so good to me and you've been so good to us. And Father God, we don't we don't take that lightly. So, Father God, let's first of all, start by saying thank you. And Father God, I pray that you would just move by your spirit in a mighty way this morning. Father God, move by your spirit, Father God, with within, within the lives of everybody that within the sound of my voice, Father God. Father God, I pray, Father God, that Nehemiah would decrease such that you may increase such that people can see more of Christ, Father God. It is my prayer always that the words that will come forth from my mouth will be used for our education edification, but most of all your exaltation. It is also my prayer that the words that will come forth from my mouth will draw somebody closer in their relationship with you. So right now, Father God, I simply ask that you would simply write on my tongue the the things that you would have for me to say concerning your word this morning, Father God. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Make America godly again. This morning, we journey into a book that we have not studied from or preached from up to this point. We actually spoke from 1 Chronicles some time ago from the message A Season of Supernatural Favor. A Season of Supernatural Favor. But today we journey into 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. And the book of 2 Chronicles and really the book of 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles were originally one book. They were originally one book. But 2 Chronicles focuses on the, the life of Solomon. So it focuses on King Solomon's reign. And it also goes into a discussion or talks about the split amongst the nation of Israel, the split into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. It also talks about Babylonian captivity. It also talks about, it focuses on the kings of Judah, the southern kingdom. And, and lastly, the book describes or ends with King Cyrus' decree that the Jews could return to their native uh, Jerusalem to build the temple. The author, as your outline indicates, the author is Ezra. Ezra is the author of 2 Chronicles and the audience is the Israelites. And lastly, the aim. The aim by Ezra was simply to encourage, provide encouragement to those returning to their native land, those Jews, there have been in Babylonian captivity to return to their native land. Now if you were studying the book of Second Chronicles, the first nine chapters will give you a history, a history of Solomon. And reading those first nine chapters of Second Chronicles, you're going to discover his, his, his wealth, you're going to discover his wisdom, his work. As well as his worldwide fame that 's the first nine chapters of second chronicles, but chapters ten through thirty six that 's where Ezra gets into the history of the kings of Judah, and lastly the last chapter or the last few verses that 's where we see the decree by King King Cyrus. But as always, I encourage you during your time study and devotion to god 's word to go back and study really study the the words of the scripture that we preach from. In doing so, I believe you'll discover, as it relates to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, I believe you can better understand that particular chapter by understanding that it can be broken down into two separate and distinct subjects. So grab your outlines. Here is the breakdown of 2nd Chronicles chapter 7. Here's the breakdown of Second Chronicles chapter 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 1 through 11, you'll discover the sacrifices, the sacrifices by Solomon, the sacrifices by Solomon, sacrifices, sacrifices by Solomon. That's verses 1 through 11 of Second Chronicles chapter 7. But lastly, in verses 12 through 22, you will discover the speaking to Solomon, the speaking to Solomon. So number one, the breakdown of 2 Chronicles chapter seven, the sacrifices by Solomon, the sacrifices. So Solomon made a number of sacrifices, animal sacrifices to be specific, during the dedication of the temple. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And then the latter part of the chapter, the speaking to Solomon. So God appears, God speaks to Solomon, appears to Solomon, and speaks to him a second time. So that is the breakdown of 2 Chronicles chapter number seven. But today today's messages make America godly again. And I was expecting when I posted the, the preview for the message with the hat, the red hat and and the and the, and the MAGA that I was going to get a little 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 pushback so to speak but but for for once surprisingly people read what was on on the cap and and I would say to people who get upset about a hat it's not the hat it's the heart it's not it's not the hat if the hat bothers you something is something's wrong you just, it's not the hat it's 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 the heart but but think about this. Think about, let me, let me drop some things into your spirit this morning. And, and this is really what the Lord, almost word for word, the Lord said to me. And I, as I was, as he was dictating, I was typing. The Lord says, in order to make America godly again, we must simply return to the days of the past. We must return to the days when things were closed On Sundays, we must return to the days of the blue laws. Sister Erica, the blue laws are also known as Sunday laws. These Sunday laws, they were laws put on the books that have been found to be constitutional that protected religious practice on on Sunday. In fact, they were put put on the books to promote the, an observance of a day of rest. Look them up. Blue laws is what they are called. And you all can think about it. You all remember a time, I think from the time I was probably up to 10 years old, there was nothing that was open on Sunday. Everything was closed. If you didn't get it on Saturday, you were not going to get it. So everything was closed. Businesses were closed. Grocery stores were closed. So I really applaud Chick-fil-A. I applaud Chick-fil-A for sticking to their principles, their core principles, and by staying closed on Sunday, a day of observance, a day of rest, a day where we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But God told me that in a time in this country where there is a lack of love for humanity, where there is hatred, intolerance for another's belief, fundamental dishonesty, godly people turning a blind eye to people doing wrong. The list goes on and on. The Lord tells me that in order for us to make America godly again, we've got to go back to the days of the past. So when all of this is going on, you would think that the church would be front and center on the front lines, front and center, advocating for change. Now, when you think that, right, my brothers and sisters are like, don't you think that the church should be at the forefront of advocating for change? Yeah, you would think so, but that's not the case. The city, the county, the community, the country is in chaos. Meanwhile, the church seems to be standing on the sidelines. Supposed believers in Christ have turned away from what God would have us to do. Make it, To make it more plain and simple, there are many who profess to be godly, profess to be Christians, who are flat out serving false gods. You have church organizations that are clearly not reading from the same Bible that you and I. I'm not talking about Triumph. But you and I, I'm not talking about Progressive either. (laughs) Progressive Baptist Church in Charlotte, I'm not talking about them either. But you got church organizations that are clearly not reading from the same Bible that you and I are studying from. Many of them have decided to either ignore scripture or discard all or parts of scripture. scripture. So you got church organizations implementing matters directly against the word of God. So I'm going to slow down just for a minute here and look directly into this camera because I definitely want what I'm about to say to be recorded to any organization and this is what the lord gave me so i'm just i'm just dictating what the lord gave to me to any church organization that chooses to change the biblical definition of marriage i say woe unto you to any supposed church organization who encourages the so-called minister or priest not to marry a woman, but turn a blind eye to him molesting a child, I say, woe unto you. God's people have got to get back to doing godly things if we are going to make America godly again. So that's what today's message is about. It's about how God's people have turned away from doing godly things. We got godly people doing ungodly things, and that's not going to work if we're going to make America godly again. So the question becomes, how should God's people reti- respond in a time of chaos and crisis? How do we receive God's blessing during this particular time a time of chaos and a time of crisis. Second Chronicles chapter seven gives us the answer to those two questions. So before I get to second Chronicles chapter seven, let me walk you all the way back to chapter number one of second Chronicles and walk you up until where we are in today's message or the the scriptures from second Chronicles chapter seven. If you go back to 2 Chronicles chapter number 1, we are introduced to Solomon. He's now king of Israel, and we find a lot about Solomon. We really find that he, he, asks, he goes to God, and he asks God for wisdom, and God not only grants him wisdom, he grants him wealth as well. He, God grants Solomon wisdom, and he grants him wealth. And some of that wealth is, is on display in chapter number one of 2nd Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles chapter number one. Then we get to chapter number two, where he begins to rebuild the temple or prepares to build the temple. Now, what is one of the things that I want to bring to your attention about 2nd Chronicles chapter number two, one of the interesting things that Solomon did, Solomon enlisted the help of non-Israelites to help build this temple the temple that was going to be used, of course, to, to worship, worship God. Now, I find that pretty interesting because what that tells me is, and I tell you, when you read the Bible, you have to sort of do it intuitively. And do, do it, you know, you sort of have to, yeah, I, I like to use the word intuitively, but non, non-Israelites, non he uses non-Israelites. So more than likely, it can be said that he gained the support of those who may necessarily not believe the way he believed, but they are they are they are they're supporting this effort to to rebuild the temple so that's chapter number 2 chapter number 3 we, we there's a description of this of this temple that is being built and then in chapter number 4 describe some of the furnishings in the temple. Then we get to chapter five and six, and chapter five and six begins to discuss the dedication, this eight-day dedication or celebration for the church. But chapter seven is where we we pick up our uh, today's text, and we didn't read the first 11 verses, I don't think. No, we didn't read the first 11 verses, but if you were to read the first eleven verses of 2 Chronicles chapter seven, you'll discover that the the chapter starts off with with fire consuming the sacrifice, and so you need to understand that fire was a representative or an indication of the presence of God. So, so there's this dedication that is going on, and that these uh, these sacrifices are in the temple, and then fire comes down from heaven and consumes the consumes the sacrifices. So that was verses one through three of chapter number seven. And then when you get to four through 11, you'll find that that Solomon, Solomon puts forth additional sacrifices and for this dedication. And what so, to to kind of give you an idea of the wealth of Solomon, Solomon put forth 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So Solomon puts these additional sacrifices uh, on display, so to speak, during this dedication of the temple. And then we picked up at, at verse number 12. We picked up at verse 12. And what is happening essentially in verse 12 through 22, and this is very important, is that, Solomon or God is renewing a covenant with uh, Solomon, the same covenant that he had with with Solomon's father, David. He is renewing that covenant with Solomon. And essentially that covenant would be that he would guarantee that a descendant of Solomon would always occupy the kingship, much like the the, the divinic covenant with, with David. But in order for Solomon, in order for God's people, Israel, to, to partake in this blessing, in this blessing, he outlined four criteria, four criteria. And this is going to be up on the Make America Godly again on your outline. God gave us four criteria to be blessed. And they all come from our key verse. Our key verse is 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. So he gives us the blessings, and I'm going to tell you what they are in just a moment. He gives us four criteria so that we can receive the blessing. But notice we read the scripture that if we don't do these things, If we don't do these things, there are going to be repercussions. Now you have to understand when you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is all about disobedience. It's all about disobedience. Every time God's people got out of line, there were some repercussions. There was recompense, so to speak, for the things that they did that were ungodly. So understand now, they have been in captivity. They have been in captivity for a long time. So now they get a second run at it, so to speak. A second, they fell into captivity because of their disobedience. So now Solomon is in in power, or is the king. And God is renewing this covenant with Solomon. And he does it at a very, very important time. They are building the temple to worship God. They're building this temple to worship God. And so God lays out these guidelines and and that's what he does in Second Chronicles 714. But the reason this is so important is because of number one up under make America godly again. Number one, in order to make America godly again, God's people must look inward, is the word that goes there, inward or inside if you want to use inside inward or inside humbly inward humbly the key words that I outline or put in bold is if if my people if my people if my people if my people I just shared with you that there were some non-Israelites that was helping build this temple. So obviously we know that at least in that area, there were some non-Israelite people, non-Jews. If you wanna call them Gentiles, that's fine. Just non-Jews, right? So, but God calls out his people here. He didn't call out nobody else. So that's why I say, if we're going to be an advocate for change, if the church is gonna be an advocate for change during this time of crisis and chaos, it really, really starts with us. God didn't talk about nobody else but his own people. This this particular set of verses are directed to God's own people. So I want you all to think about that. Now, many of us will complain about what is going on in America and and, and, and some of us like what's going on. Some of us don't like what's going on. About half of the country like what's going on. About other half don't like what's going on. And then we all at each other uh, other, you know, we, we all want to fight and do what, but what God is saying here is that he's talking about his people. He said, if my people, he already told you in verse 13, he says, when I shut up heaven, and there is no rain, and command the locusts to devour the land and send pestilence among my people. That was the verse before our key verse. You got to catch this. Verse 13 says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, and command the locusts to devour the land. So God is saying there are going to be some things that are going to happen in your life that you're not going to like. They're going to make you uncomfortable. But he didn't call out nobody else, but he calls out God's people. So to bring about change, it's going to take God's people. I have a quote. I post it from time to time. It'll be in my book. If you change a person's heart, you'll change a person's habits. People's, people's hearts need to be changed. In order to bring about, if you want to change, if you want to get rid of hatred, you got to change somebody's heart. Hatred is in a person's heart. But God calls out his people here. He says, if my people. So number one, in order to make America godly again, God's people must look inward. We gotta look within ourselves. We gotta be human. We gotta be humble. We gotta resign ourselves to being submissive. But number two, in order to make America godly again, God's people must make intercessory. That's the key word, intercessory. Intercessory. Second Chronicles 7 14 says, If my people are called by name, my, my name will humble themselves and do what? Pray. Pray. So I needed another eye. I. I needed another eye since I started with eyes. So pray. When we make intercessory, that's what that's what we're doing. We're, we're praying, praying to God. So it's not only going to require God's people to look inward. But we are going to have to make intercessory. So we need to be praying. We need to be praying. That's why you hear me say it's somewhat routine, but I'm doing it for a reason. Praying for our city. Praying for our county. Praying for our community. Praying for our country. And then praying for our church. The five C's that I always, always pray for. So it starts with us. We, it, it, everything starts with us. So, number one, in order to make America godly again, God's people must look inward humbly. We must make intercessory. In order to make America godly again, God's people must inquire. That's number three, inquire, inquire. How do I know we must inquire? Because he says, seek my face, seek my face. There's got to be a certain amount of reverence and devotion. There is a lack of reverence and devotion for who God is right now. Anybody, and I'll just, I just, I'll promise you this was not in my notes. Any church organization that chooses to directly go against the word of God, you all know this This America is messed up. It's, it is messed up. You don't need to, look, you don't need to, you know, just, just go online. Y'all, y'all can see some of the foolishness that is going on in these churches. I mean, it just is about as far from what the Word of God says as, as anything that you could imagine. But God is calling out His own people here. So, reverence, devotion. So, inward, intercessory, inquire, and lastly, inclined. In order to make America godly again, God's people must be inclined to stop wickedness inclined to stop wickedness, repentance. For he says, turn from their wicked ways. Again, God is calling out his own people. Just imagine what will happen to this country. We can truly make America godly again if we turn from our own wicked ways. Now that sounds very, very harsh for God to use these terms with his own people. But you you know what being wicked is? Anything that is disobedient to the word of God. Anytime we disobey God's word, we are considered wicked. That sounds, that sounds harsh, right? The word wicked just sounds, you know, it doesn't make us feel good. But God doesn't like disobedience. You know, it hurts us. If you think about our children, when, I, when our children disobey us, it hurts us. It hurts us because we love them and we want to see them prosper. So in order to make America godly again, God's people must look inward humbly. God's people must make intercessory. God's people must inquire or have a reverence, a devotion for who God is. And lastly, in order to make America godly again, God's people must be inclined to stop wickedness. So brothers and sisters of Triumph and Progressive Baptist Church, let us do our part in order to make America godly again. Everyone standing.